0: You're going to find that many of the foods we cling to depend
1: greatly on our own point of view. You're listening to SWOTOR
0: Reforged.
1: Voto Reforged is brought to you by TweetAudio.com, affordable earbuds for your smartphone or MP3 device, engineered for awesome sound clarity and durability, starting at $19.95. Choose from four styles and six different colors. Use the code off the record for 30% off, free shipping, and a lifetime warranty, all at TweetAudio.com hey guys welcome back great to have you here you are listening to swotor reforged i am jedi master eve varwin today's record date is labor day labor day we are recording on labor day you're welcome september 3rd it's a monday welcome all in one one and all our ship is taking off and you're locked in so no getting out because that'll like be a problem because there's a space and vacuum and I said that wrong, too. But, okay. Here's Lou, because he knows what he's talking about. The greatest guy ever in the Star Wars universe, Louis Solon, our lore master. (laughs)
2: Hello, Ivarwin. Thank you for the warm intro. And, yes, don't exit the airlock. Space is bad. Empty space is bad for you. Very bad. It's
1: cold cold in space. Yes. It's, It's very cold in space. It's so cold, in fact, that it... It, you have to measure it with the, the uh, Kevlar scale. We'll call it the Kevlar scale. It's the Kelvin scale, I know. And uh, that's exactly the same temperature type of uh, scale that you need to use in order to, to measure the amount of warmth
0: in Fred Woodley's heart. That's right. Good evening, masters of light and darkness.
2: <laughs> I like that. Light and darkness. You like that, right?
0: Yeah, I
2: think we should keep that. I I
0: approach you tonight from a state of neutrality that is most uncommon for Sith Lord Corv.
1: (laughs) This is probably, like, the worst (laughs) intro ever. (laughs) At at least on my side. You guys are doing good. Thank you for saving me. (laughs) Well, it's good. And there's a car in the background, too. So we got got it all going now. I love it. Um, At least it's not a train. No, yeah, thank God, thank God, it's not a, it's not a train, because um, we we do get that on, on other shows in the network. <laughs> All right, so so we got a we got a great show lined up for you today. Um, number one, I want to apologize yet again for for technical issues. We came out with our our news show, the Hollow Net, reforged Hollow Net. Uh, last week, but, uh, not a whole lot of you have had a chance to really listen to it because it's not available on iTunes, it's not available on Zoom, you can really only get it on our, on our website. And the reason is, it's not iTunes' fault, uh, for once. <laughs> it's, it's because that we just had server issues regarding our websites and iTunes wasn't grabbing the audio. So, we couldn't get
0: this thing, we couldn't get this thing out, so I apologize for that. Um, Actually, Vorwin, your HoloNet show was the last thing available on the Master Feed. Yeah. That's where I listened to it at. I which downloaded is, it to my phone a couple days ago.
1: Which is weird, because it's on the Master Feed, but it's not on on the actual show. So there's something going on with the servers and the, the Swilter Reforged feed, but that same thing is not happening to the servers and the Master Feed for the network. So I don't get it. I don't know. But anyway, the uh, the folks over at Middle Earth Network are, are working hard, trying to figure this out. They've been working through the weekend. Hopefully, uh, there won't be an issue with this show. If there is, just check our Master Feed, uh, Quest Gaming Network. Just type it in the search bar for uh, in iTunes, and you'll be able to, to grab that up. Also, we have our contest winner. For the sixty day game time time card, which we will announce at the end of the show. Uh now Lou, we're gonna do that uh what at the after after your your ho- ho- I really can't talk today. I'm having yes. uh
2: after the lore segment. The lore segment, the lore segment. contest winner. Yes.
1: The so fleet library.
2: Tuned. Oh yes.
1: You know what, Lou, why don't you first share the host uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: Atrocious. Here we have I Jedi can't even get Mastery. a joke out. Here we have Jedi Mastery Varwin, the representative for the Gree. <laughs> the Gree. And I happen to be the black bisector, so I will tell you, Lou, what if Mastery Varwin meant to say was he would like you to first chair the show. Thank you very much.
1: Or what I should say is the wanawanga.
0: Purple parallel. <laughs>
1: Micah like Twi'lek, what I, what I, you hear what I'm saying, but you really need the, the uh, subtitles on the bottom of what... Uh, of, in order to figure out what I'm trying to say?
2: <laughs> yes. Master Javaro is, is currently having the White Vortex, which is why we need the Black Bisector of Sith Lord Corv to determine what's
1: going on. <laughs> in order to figure this out. <laughs> uh, also, we want to announce that we have a writer for, for our website as well. He's going to be Bringing you news and and op-ed opinion columns every week, which we will entitle Tour Tuesdays. Yeah, you can make fun of me for that because I came up with that. Um, <laughs> Tour Tuesdays on our website at com, courtesy of Brian Armstrong. Look for his column every week. Brian Armstrong is a video game writer. He's a video game columnist, and he is going to be giving us his, uh, his news and opinions on Swotor Reforged website, as well as our Diablo 3 show, Diablo Off the Record. So Monday, we're going to do our main show, which you're, which you're hearing right now. Tuesdays, you'll have Brian's opinion column on Swotorreforged.com and then Wednesdays, we're doing the news show with myself and Lou and also the game guide at the very end of the show by Patrick which is the uh the uh, raid leader of the Grievance Guild on Candorus Ordo. Phenomenal guy, very very knowledgeable. The uh the kind of information that you're going to receive from Patrick is the kind of information you can just take to the bank. I mean, this guy is he's he's uh he's really amazing. And he is currently leading the uh the raid team for grievance through i believe it's a uh, hard mode denova hold on let me let me check my notes yes hard mode denova they're almost done with hard mode denova their raid nights i believe are on mondays and he's actually leading um the their pvp war zones on wednesdays at 7:30 central so i mean this guy he knows about pve pvp he's got the boss fights down i mean he's just Tons of knowledge coming from good old Patrick. Okay. So without any further ado, let's let's chat about uh what been going what's been going on in game for us. So Lou, what do you got? What's going on in game for you, man?
2: Ooh, quite the quite a bit actually. A couple of days ago I finally hit the one million credit mark. Uh my Imperial Operative. Yeah. Wow. In the money. <laughs>
1: wow. Lou, we're good friends, right?
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, who are you again?
1: Um, Where
2: am I? What is this phone call? (laughs) (laughs) How did Strangers get on my... (laughs) Block. Report. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, wait. (laughs) Now,
0: now, Lou, is this the first time you've hit the million credit mark?
2: No. No, it isn't. This is just the first time I've hit it on my operative. Okay. Yeah, I've actually hit almost 7 mil on my Marauder. And my Sork. Actually, sorcerer, I should say. Sorry, I don't mean to abbreviate. I actually has a little over a million at the at this moment.
1: So this really isn't like news for you. It's just news for that particular character.
2: Yes. Yeah, because so I actually like to get to that point, so where then I can actually start planning upgrades in terms of buying upgrades for my companions and such, and then buying whatever upgrades I can for that particular character. And also, I. I use my other characters, my highlight characters, to funnel money to my alts. So my <laughs> alts don't feel the pain you know, of leveling so much. In Funnelling terms of not only legacy perks. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to send them money so they can get gear on the GTN as well.
1: That's good. I take,
2: yeah, I take advantage of the craftings and the crafters out there in the game. Although I will say one complaint I have seen lately is that the GTN, some of the pricing just for materials and some upgrades even on low level characters like mid-range characters i don't know what's going on but it seems like everyone's trying to i guess grab as much as they can as fast as they can
1: it's supply and demand is is what it is you know there's there's not a whole lot of people out there that utilize the gtn for you know this sort of thing for crafting and then putting that stuff on the gtn so i mean you don't when you actually get to the GTN and start looking at this stuff, there's, there's not a whole lot on there. And, you know, it's, you know, the prices reflect that.
2: Yeah, it's you know, at times it can just be really annoying. And sometimes it gets, gets me frustrated when I'm on my little of characters. Sure. And for me, that means my characters are in the teens and 20s. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mid-30s. And I know there's gear out there, you know, if you would just wait for the drops to come running the various flashpoints available for your level. But then again, you know, I'm also a bit competitive where I want to get at least the best gear I can for that level while I'm playing that way. I don't yeah. want to be content fast, but I want to be more effective with my skills, and I also want to be more effective when I do group up
1: when and I'm sure. questing. Of course, because, you know, every level's got its appropriate flashpoint. You know, if you want to play the flashpoints as you're leveling up, of course you got to have... Gear that's that's close to your current level, so exactly. yeah, of course. Feel so yeah, it, it,
2: yeah, it does get me angry. It does get me frustrated seeing that people are, for lack of a better word, gouging or trying to take advantage of other players. Because I really don't buy the argument. Oh well, a lot of it's just a lot of older players that are on their alts. Well, yes, to point that's true, but then and there are also a lot of new players coming into this game that I've seen. And I'm sure we've all seen, you know, over the months and. If I was a brand new player on just one character, you know, I would be heartily depressed right now. Going, what, what is everyone trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> you, you're trying to drive me away from the GTN, as opposed to you want me to, to you know, to be to contribute to your business. <laughs>
1: This is, this is, this is true. Yeah. So, so, all right. So what else has been going on? I see you took a, a break from the Imperial side here. Not, not Sith Lord Lou. <laughs> no, no.
2: Yes, I did. I actually had to take a little break from the Imperial yeah. side and I actually went to play in my Republic Vanguard. Got up for 21 right. and <laughs> right now she's on terrace, thoroughly enjoying blowing the crap out of Rekles. Ah, <laughs> yes.
1: Not a lot of people are into the terrace. Not at all, but I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm definitely I'm into the terrace. I like yeah. it. The I like
2: I like how they brought that into the game. Because remember, yeah. if you've all played KOTOR one, you know you encounter Reckles on Terrace, which is the first planet you you land on in the game. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, nice tie in to that series. But I will say, the ship, the trooper, don't like it. <laughs> it's just me. I just don't care for the look of the ship. Oh they really? Bought-
0: it bothers me that that ship isn't symmetrical. Yes. I, can, I can't do space combat in that ship. It bothers me.
2: Yeah, it, hmm. it's like half an X-Wing. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> like it's like, like half an X-Wing.
0: <laughs> it's like after Havoc Squad took off, they just took whatever remains they had left on Ord Mantell and soldered it into a, a jalopy for you.
2: <laughs> that that or it was a four-winged starship. But somehow it was parked in the wrong neighborhood on the planet. And someone jacked the other two wings off of it.
0: Uh, it reminds me of that scene in Men in Black when they're assigning weapons and Will Smith gets that little tiny gun. So like, this is your ship. Oh, the cricket? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the noisy cricket. The noisy cricket. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else gets a ship with two wings. This one's yours. This one's yours. It just you flies in circles. You get the noisy cricket. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank God there isn't any uh, any of that kind of force in uh, in space. <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. you'd be flying in circles.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, but like I said, seriously, I, I would like to have seen a ship that it purely designed uh, it's military. Okay, for example, when you you know when you go to the dock, you go to the pier. If you live near naval base, or if you see on the news, yes, you could tell that's a battleship, that's a cruiser, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Virgin Atlantic cruise ship. Yeah, that's a Disney ship. No, this is a warship. Okay. When people see an Apache helicopter from the United States, they know yeah, it's an attack helicopter. It's not a Sikorsky civilian when you see in the traffic news every morning.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. You definitely
0: get the war feeling out of an Apache. Yeah. <laughs> an inbound Apache. <laughs> yeah, you see that trooper ship and you just think that oh, that's the taxi driver that takes people to flash Oh my god. <laughs> 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 or, or in
2: the immortal words of a young farm boy, 4,000 years from now, what a piece of junk. What, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, it'll get you where you're going, kid.
2: <laughs> I, I want something that's going to inspire respect and fear and the, oh, crap, that's a military ship feeling.
1: <laughs> well, maybe maybe the direction, the design direction they were going with was it's tough to shoot. Maybe Maybe that's it. Because I can't imagine that ship being a very easy target. Unless, of course, you catch it on the broadside, and then it's
0: like, hello, barn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain, though, Luke, because I didn't get what I expected either. When I leveled up my Sith Warrior, I was totally expecting to get a big, round circle that would float in outer space and be able to blow up an entire planet with the press of a button. That wasn't what I got, though. I got a crappy <laughs> little spaceship. No, there's
1: there's no Death Star here. No, no Death Star.
2: <laughs> Not yet. but still Working
1: on it. <laughs> so, so how's how's that smuggler going for you, Lou? I know you started up a smuggler, you said?
2: Yes, I started up a smuggler.
1: Okay. And Egg. she is a
2: gunslinger. Which nice. is, I have a lot of fun. I didn't want to try scoundrel because I know reading the class form The scoundrel does have its issues. And that's the healer. For those who don't know, the scoundrel is the uh, healing class.
1: Right. I think that's uh, this is what Liz is doing, actually. She's, uh, she's doing the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Because it is
2: fun. I have a lot of fun with that class. I played it in beta. I loved it. <laughs> I got a a gunslinger up to twenty eight in the beta, before I had to stop and control myself. Go back to playing other classes. Mm-hmm. And I am having a blast. This character is still on the fleet. I haven't moved her over to Coruscant yet because I actually ran uh, the Acela's mission several times in one day, and I just about wow. to get her off the fleet.
1: Wow you you ran you ran that. Mm-hmm. Several times, and what? How many times?
2: Uh, about four times. Wow. The first group I was in, I Jeez. actually had, um, you know, brand new player, didn't okay. know what was going on, and he was unsure of a lot of things. All right. You know, speaking to him during the during the run, he was like that leveling was kind of, I would say, painful, but it was. it was challenging because he wasn't quite used to how MMOs work.
1: Okay, so he was kind of a you know a newcomer to the to the genre of gaming yes. as well. All totally right,
2: newcomer to the genre. Right. So we did it, you know. Again, and I like doing, I love doing this. You know, meeting new players and actually taking the time. It, you know, it took us about half an hour just to do that one run.
1: Yeah, but if you're going to do it the right way and explain things the right way, you, exactly. know, you need to. Yeah. Got to take your time.
2: Exactly, and again, I had so much fun. Once we got out of that, he left the group. But then I was like, you know what? I, I want to build social points. I'm hang out for a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> the next couple of groups I ran, it was the same thing. I happened to meet players who were brand new to the genre. and But the last group I was in was a person who had been out of MMOs for a long time. Hmm. So he's coming back into after maybe, oh gosh, I remember, about a three-year hiatus from playing any MMO. He went cold turkey. All he was playing was you know, the first-person shooters. And single-player games. So for him, this was just getting back on the bicycle and wobbling around <laughs> saying, all right, all right, am I going to fall on my butt? Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> so just gradually reintroducing him to the mechanics and how things have changed uh, within the game itself. You know, okay. and, you know it, it's, again, it's a great feeling to actually welcome these new players and give them a taste of, yeah, this is what's in store for you. This yeah. is kind of, this is the enjoyment and the fun you're going to have it's great
1: to it's great to see that we're actually getting you know new players and uh, you know you you hear that you know bioware is always saying you know new players are are constantly coming in and it's it's great to actually see it
2: yes that's why i never buy into the doomsayers on the forums no you can't no it's not when i'm telling you right now i'm meeting new players (laughs) you know take it for what it is this is what i'm seeing so
1: so Fred, what's what's up
0: with you? What's what's going on? You got your uh, your agent uh, leveled now? Yeah, I got my agent up to level thirty three. My girlfriend and I are playing my agent with her Inquisitor still. Okay. And so we're both up to thirty three, and we're on Terrace on the imperial side, but the majority of my playtime was actually spent on my consular. Which, of course, you know, is the son of my Dark Council member, Inquisitor. (laughs) Which which I was actually mentioning that to her the other day. I'm like, what do you suppose would happen to my Inquisitor if they knew that not only did he have a son that was part of the Jedi Order, but he was also constantly funding his son's endeavors? (laughs) Well, like, like any other
1: dark lord of the Sith who who finds this, this sort of thing out, they try and recruit them to the dark side, and when they have an all-out battle
0: on the Death Star, they decide to go for the sister instead, at the last minute. Well, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, what would the, the fellow Dark Council members do to my guy, because he is doing this for his son. Because remember, my Inquisitor, Light Side 5. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Very uh, good. Yes, same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of my characters are on Terrace, but, you know, they come in different orders based on which faction you're on. So the Consular is now level 23, and I got to tank the eighth this mission for the first time ever. Oh. And have you, have oh. you guys ever done that one? Yeah. hmm Okay, well, this is my first time ever in there. hmm So it went like this. I went running down off the rock, and, you know, I'm the tank, and I opened my map to look where I'm going and I see the green arrow pointing to go down this ramp into the underground area and then by the time I close my map I realize that I am plummeting to my death having fallen into another hole (laughs) and not only that but one of the DPS had me on auto follow and ran into the hole with me it went like this somebody in the group I think it was the healer goes what happened I go oops (laughs) (laughs) so you know I'm sure they had a strong impression of their tank from the get go right from the outset (laughs) But, but I got back in there and things went well after that you know I had no idea what I was doing on the encounters and nobody really talked to each other I'd crowd control something before I'd pull, and one of the idiot smugglers, which it was me and three smugglers, <laughs> one of the idiot smugglers would start shooting exactly what I just crowd controlled. There's always one. Yeah, it's always that idiot smuggler, and it's usually the smuggler that is a Sith Pureblood.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, you can't blame them. Sometimes the tendrils get inside your face, you know, you can't, <laughs> you gotta bat them
2: away Either before you I can stop. really see that's so annoying. Oh, God. <laughs> ah.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I just wish that I could turn around on my Consular and use my legacy force choke to just kill that smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> and if the game knew how that they were playing their character, I'd get light side points for that. That's anyway, true. yeah, both my characters on terrace, you know, screw Cleo, she still sucks. <laughs> um, I'm looking
1: forward to I'm looking forward to doing Taris on my uh my my Sith Inquisitor. Because I've, I've only ever done it on the Republic side. And now
0: that I'm really into my Inquisitor, I'm Whoa. looking forward to getting there.
2: Oh, you got fun of Terrace.
0: <laughs> We're running into an issue where my girlfriend's leveling up three characters at a time. And she has a Sith Marauder and the Inquisitor that are both around the same level. So they're both on Terrace there. And then she's leveling up a Smuggler with my Consular. So she's on Terrace there, too. So she's got three characters on the same planet right now. <laughs> Yeah, wow. so at least she, you you want a little variety when
1: you get onto a new character. If you're do, doing all the same stuff, it's like, oh my god, I just did this twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she's nah. not enjoying that. Nah,
1: I wouldn't either. I wouldn't but, either. When I find myself in that situation, I usually level one character up, no matter what game I'm in. I usually level my one character up at least and keep one lagging behind.
0: Yeah. So. Well, the other thing I did this week, after hearing your first edition of the Hollow Net, yeah, this I, I'm excited about. I got on Steam and I bought KOTOR 2, That's- which I have. I have the CD sitting on my desk, but I bought it on Steam just because I'm OCD like that and need to have it on Steam. <laughs> a, yeah,
2: so uh, I did I. I had the disc myself, but I bought it on Steam.
1: <laughs> I
0: can't believe it. I did the same thing too.
2: <laughs> the disc is literally 50 feet away from me right now in my bookcase. I'm like, yeah, oh, there, look, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> No. It's
0: only ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, because just then then I just at least
2: press open, search disc, close.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then I installed the Sith Lords Restoration mod, and I also bought Kotor One at the same time. But for some reason, Kotor One didn't want to launch. It just kept saying there was it couldn't launch the game right now. I don't know what was up with that. But I launched Kotor Two, and started playing that. I, I played it for about an hour, and you know, I'm on that. I mean, it's not a real big spoiler. I'm on that ship that you're stuck on at the beginning. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, Kriya's there. And she she's just talking like she knows everything. And I got a vibro sword off of, like, the first thing I killed. I don't know why it looks like a katana, but it's supposed to be a vibro sword. <laughs> and... <laughs> I just wish that I could be a Sith Pureblood in that game because I want to use the racial so bad and just backhand Korea and make her just weep into both hands while she still has that one.
1: Just tell us how you really her feel so for much. It. I hate her.
0: That is the Kaleo of Cold War 2. Why oh, can't God. I mean, there's airlocks all over that ship. Why can't I open one and push her in? <laughs> So you know, I'm gonna have to invest in Force Lightning just so I can take her out.
1: Just so, just so you can get her, get her out of there.
0: Yeah, when I was creating the character, you know, it gives you the same options you have in Swotor. You can either be a Consular, a Sentinel, or a Guardian. So I went with Consular because I'm thinking along the terms of Swotor, where I want to have a double-bladed lightsaber and impale her with it at some point. <laughs>
2: Fred's already plotting ahead.
0: <laughs> I could see yeah. that <laughs> foreshadowing. That's what I like to call it. All right.
1: Well, um, like, like, you know, like like we were talking off air earlier. For me, uh, you can you can spend hours in this game and and really kind of sum it up in one word: dailies. <laughs> I mean, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of days to to play in game, but I was able to play all day yesterday. And, um, I spent most of my time just, just exploring Ilum because I had never, I've never been really there before. And I do, when I actually settle down to do my dailies, I do them on Corellia and I've got, I've got Corellia all explored and I've got the dailies, you know, memorized and, and that's, that's great. So that's, it's a, that's a fast experience for me. So I, I get on to Ilum because I'm curious and um you know, I start checking out this was this was last week I was I was doing this, but I didn't really get too deep into it. So so yesterday I figured I got the whole day. Let me just let me just do this. Let me just get in here and figure this whole Illum thing out. Um and I gotta admit, like I, I I enjoy it. I really like it over there. I like it much more than in, I like Corellia. It's easier to get around because it's it's open. I'm not confined to, you know, streets and alleys and, and tunnels and Um, the dailies are kind of tough to get to because you have to go through a lot of, a lot of mobs, but you know, it's more legacy experience for me. And on top of it, I can always go around them if I, if I so choose. So I spent the day doing that. I also spent the day, um, at the GTN just kind of getting gear for doc because I've been noticing that his gear is, his, his gear was never really good. And I, I haven't spent any time trying to upgrade his gear. So I just, I literally took like 300,000 credits and just dumped it on doc's gear out of the GTN. So, (laughs) wow. (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, it was like, it was an obscene amount of money that I spent. And, and right now his gear is still not even all that great, (laughs) but at least the healing is better. So um, I did that, and I did. Uh, I also did the same thing for Kira. So I got her DPS way, way up there. So um, I'm pretty confident with those those two characters now, those two companions. So I spent the day doing that. Um, I got I got a lot of upgrades for for my mods in my gear. I got like two armoring and uh, two armoring mods, uh, an enhancement a new a new hilt as well for my for my lightsaber so i was i was pretty excited about about getting all that because it turned out to be like oh it's it's obviously necessary but i'm that much closer to doing doing hard mode flash points which is which is what my goal here is is to do hard mode flash points so like right now i think i got like fifteen thousand hit points on my uh on my jedi knight
2: very nice
1: yeah so i'm getting there i'm getting there little little by little considering i haven't really been able to you know play anything in game that was worthwhile all week long um because of work work kind of ramp ramps up um during the month of september for for where i'm at Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so this was this was kind of a tough week and um so i was able to you know make make yesterday at least worthwhile so i got i got that and um yeah, Fred, earlier when you were mentioning the uh the one idiot in the flashpoint
0: that uh breaks your your cc. Oh, don't tell me that you have a smuggler on my server. No. <laughs> 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 um
1: we were we were doing uh we were doing uh CTS in uh uh Carilia yesterday and um I, I was that guy.
0: <laughs> I was that guy breaking breaking everyone's uh crowd control. We uh, Don't feel bad. Remember the one flashpoint we did together when I said I was going to heal you and never cast it? I you? never actually did. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> <It> is true. <laughs> Things happen.
1: You got to move on. <laughs> so um in closing, basically what this was was uh we we I tried to get a a group up for this. It was it was toward the end of the day. I had a meeting uh coming up with um with Joe. So I wanted to get CTS done real quick and uh there was only there was no groups available so I tried to get a group up. There was one tank that was looking. Now I I, I obviously tank. So I wasn't going to get into his guild and he was he was spamming the chat for quite a while so we figured, you know what? He'll tank, I'll switch into DPS. It's not going to be the best DPS in the world, but you know, at least I can sort of off tank like I I can find a use for myself in this group. And CTS is like it's it's nothing. It's it's real quick. So he agreed, and we all jumped in together. So um, apparently I'm so, um, like, I can't break out of a habit. <laughs> so he's, like, trying to tank. And I'm, you know, as he's doing the pull, like, I'll pull as well, thinking I'm tanking and I'm not. <laughs> so I- <laughs>
0: Like, trying to break myself out of the tank. So, <laughs> so not only were you not the tank, but you were the guy breaking the crowd control. Yeah. Pulling when you're not supposed to be. Yeah. When this group was doing a favor and letting you in there when you weren't even the right spec to be there. Just, I was just, <laughs> I was just
1: that guy. Just totally, totally awful gameplay. It was, I'm embarrassed. <laughs>
0: well, I think we've all been there at one point or another.
1: Yeah. But, but just just to just so it's clear, okay? It whenever I created a problem, I fixed it. And uh, you know, so all right, I broke I broke the CC, but because I broke the CC, I stayed with that character. I stayed with that mob. I tanked the mob, held the mob away this way everyone else could, you know, do what they had to do and and my DPS didn't really count for much. So it's not like it was a huge loss. And then after after everyone was done with, with what they were doing, the one the one mob that they were tanking, they came back on me, and I let I let the tank take it away. I, I gave I gave him the, that respect, and then they, we just burned it down. So at least I – when I broke CC, like I, I just made sure that I held that guy and, and <laughs> I corrected my mistake. And it, So we never wiped
0: or anything as a result of my mistakes, thank God. Oh, see, when you said that you fixed it at first, I thought you meant that like when you all died, you used your little robot res at the spot and then you clicked on people to res them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I just opened up the console command like I do in Skyrim. and <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? You guys are being jerks. I'm just gonna open the console and pour it out of here. Pour it out. And that's it. I'm going. All right. So um, we have a uh, we're we're gonna head into our dark council. We got a great topic that uh, that Lou uh, brought up for us. I can't wait to get into this. All right. So uh, hang out. Uh, dark council will be in just a few minutes. So stay tuned. What this dark down the dark dark All right, welcome back, everyone. Here is our discussion topic for the Dark Council. Number one. Now, currently... Once a player reaches level 50 and completes the third chapter of their story, the overall game story sees the galaxy at war again between the Republic and the Empire. So our question: do you think the first expansion of the game should yet yeah, we're talking talk about the expansion already <laughs> of the game should highlight the opening months of the new conflict with class stories and planet stories focusing on their contribution to the war effort? Now, we've got a couple of side points here that we want to keep in mind or maybe just like, consider as well. So, Lou, why don't, we, why don't we talk about that first before we start answering your question?
2: Sure. We have two additional questions here that we'd like to bring up. For example, a big part of your story, a big part of the gameplay are your companions. Now, your companions follow you out of personal loyalty and not necessarily due to their feelings for your particular faction. How do you think the companion stories will reflect this new resurgence of hostilities? Or how should it reflect the resurgence of new hostilities? And secondly, wars will often bring new allies, new friends, along with newer enemies. Do you think Bioware should think about giving players an additional companion or two to reflect the fortunes of the war? Okay, the war story going on. Or perhaps you may lose the companion you presently have due to the choices you've made during the expansion. Hmm. And the new one picks up, though, where the other one left off. So, for example, if Fred gets his wish and gets to get Cleo to leave as his Imperial agent, all right, that new companion you may pick up will pick up the crew scale that Cleo has.
0: So there's there's balance there. They could just give me another ship droid and I'd be happy. (laughs) 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 Well if you don't mind Lou I'd like to, I'd like to take this first
1: and then uh, and then I'd like to get your reaction and then Fred's sure all right so I anytime the story in in video games and, and most most you know acutely this this game um, is expanded I'm all over it I love it now I've been I'm really waiting for for that that story to uh, to get to to expand so I can't wait to see what happens. I was shocked at the end of my, my class story to figure out what happened. I was totally shocked they went in that direction. I thought that was a fight that wouldn't have been had until years from now when they actually shut the servers down and all that. To be honest.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, I,
1: like the, you know, the way Star Wars Galaxies went, you know, they, they finally finished out that that uh, that Civil War thing. Like, I thought that was the kind of fight I would be having. So And I couldn't believe it was, you know, there it is right in front of me. So in any event... Um, what kinds of things would I like to see? I mean, I would, I would definitely like to see, you know, the story progress further. Um, as far as my companions, I don't. I, I know, I kind of feel like I got enough companions as it is. I'd like to see more, but I'm wondering, more companions would be great. But I'm wondering, like, how would they, how would they do that? How would they implement, implement usage of, of more companions? I mean, as it is. Um, I've got like companions around my ship there's no room for them I've got one guy just like standing in the corner there <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, you know I mean, <laughs> they're just like they're, so I don't even know like where they would be I'm sure they'd find room for them I'd be interested to see one or two more companions um, coming in as the story progresses that would be cool but again, like I don't know where would they where would I put them, where would they be. So that's that's one thing I was wondering, even though it's like a, a small I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. What what else what what do you have? What do you think?
2: Well with the introduction of these new companions, they don't necessarily have to be in your ship. But if a new expansion does come out and it does give us the release of new planets or mirror zones within on the planets that currently exist in the Tori universe. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more along the lines of, yes, they're your companions and yes, you'll have access to them because guess what? The Holland, it's a beautiful thing for communication. You can still talk to your companion and say, Hey, I need you to do this for me. I need you to run this slicing mission. I need you to run this scavenging mission Yeah. and so on. I was thinking more along the lines of, yeah, you have a new companion, but that companion will probably could be centralized at one particular part you know, of the planet, of a new planet or you know what? You now have a new contact on Coruscant, okay? Since you always play a Jedi, you know, now you've got a Jedi contact yeah. that's your companion that's on the temple.
1: That would be one way to go, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, I mean, this is just such, like, a minor thing, and I, I hate myself for bringing it up because I sound like such an idiot bringing, bringing something like this up. It really is means nothing to no one. <laughs> but, I mean, that, like, that to me, that's, that would be a good enough a good enough thing, I think. I think you're you're touching something that that would be a, a good a good way of, of doing that. Um, what else? I mean, regarding regarding the story, like, what what do you think? Where would you like to see your story go?
2: Well, the big thing why I brought this up is because you know once you do reach the current end or the current interlude mm-hmm. of the stories, all well, the characters, okay, the galaxy is at war. I would like to see the next chapters focus on the war itself, okay? To where, <clears throat> for example, if we'll take the prequel movies, you know, we have Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Okay, yes, we have the backdrop story of the love story between Padme and Anakin, but what's the overall story arc? Everyone's focusing on the war. Yeah. Okay, What? Any, everything and anything that Anakin and Ben do, the Jedi do... It's focused on helping preserve the Republic by fighting the CIS. Okay. So I would like to see the next expansion deal with that. Cause yo, you brought this up. You wrote it in, where <laughs> you, you ended our current chapters at the war. Okay. I, I would hope the boy that they don't give us a, a, Oh, well this is happening after the war. No, it's, this is the next day after you concluded your story. So now it just picks up where you left off. Yeah. Okay. Jedi master of gets a call. All Jedi get a call back to return to their various temples, whether it's on Coruscant, Tython, whatever, because holy crap, they're public at war again. Same thing with the Empire, right? The Sith get the call back, get a recall. The agents, well, spoiler alert: the agents will called back to Keeper. Okay, even though Imperial Intelligence has been disbanded, because they're loyal to the Empire, not to the Sith, and they want to see the Empire preserved and successful, they're gonna get. Involved in the war effort, and I think that's to be the main focus.
1: I would I would like to see the Sith Empire make an all out assault against Coruscant, and the Republic try and fight them and drive them back in that in that expansion. That I would like to see something like that. I would also like to see the Republic get on the offensive side and try and make an attack to uh, to to Korriban or Drom and cause rather really Drom and cause I'd like to see something, something like that, you know, where it's things get desperate
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it doesn't necessarily have to be an attack on Coruscant or Drom and cause, but I would like to see some sort of like desperation um, escalate between, between the two factions and to, and the empire to feel it a little bit. I mean, the, this whole, and, and Fred, I want to get reaction from you this whole entire time in the story. The the Empire has has a, a position of of power, without a doubt. They're holding they're holding all the keys here. And um, I would like to see a little desperation on their on their front. You know, the the Republic make a, a last ditch effort and really like make a, a deciding blow against the Empire just out of story purposes and then have the Empire like try and try and fight back
0: a little bit to to regain what what they've lost. Well, actually, the Empire did lose a significant portion of power because the Jedi Knight first kills the Emperor. You know, spoiler, as you mentioned many episodes ago. Yeah, and but that, BioWare
1: has said that they're that's okay, sure that happened, but they're not sticking
0: with well, this. No, but what that did that created an opportunity where the Dread Masters completely turned against the Empire. And they're trying to purge the Republic and the Empire now, hmm oh, yeah, you got a point, so that did put the Empire in a you know state of frailty for the time being, and the Republic's in the same boat because one of the storylines I won't give too many spoilers they end up losing their Supreme Chancellor, so both factions are without their leader,
1: hmm. Okay. And
0: then the Dreadmasters are attacking So both of them Are at a state where they're frail And can be damaged at this point in time So it's almost as if The next
1: storyline is going to have to Resolve it It's going to have to find some some sort of resolution Between between these, these two factions And their respective uh, loss of their uh, Respective
0: leader Well I have a feeling that they're going to unite against the Dread Masters, and it's going to be one of those times where the focus shifts off of the Empire and Republic fighting each other, and they focus on the Dreadmasters to wipe out the greater threat to the galaxy. But well, I did have some thoughts about the companions that we were talking about earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And rather than adding new companions, I would like to see the companions that we already have be given more purpose And one thing that I would like to see if they did expand it into the war is first to raise the affection cap so obviously you could see more story. But Mm -hmm. then also if you're capped out on affection, you could still earn affection with that character and maybe it goes into a pool and every time you hit a 1,000 extra affection, it gives you like five presents or something like that. And also – what I mean by making the, your current companions more significant is if you have somebody like, say, JSA on the Sith Warrior. She's right. normally the two-handed uh, or double lightsaber DPS.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, maybe you could do something that gives you the ability to pick a different version of JSA where instead of being a two-handed DPS, now she has a single lightsaber and she's a Force healer.
1: Yeah, right. that that was one thing that I was actually thinking about yesterday while while swapping out some of my companions. Um, I was always thinking, wouldn't it? Because I I really liked Kira, and I wanted to stick with Kira. But as as a tank, toward the when I as soon as I got Doc, it became you know apparent to me that what I really need is is a healer, not just
0: a DPS, because the fights go faster. Right. So, additionally, what they could do is just make it where you can pick one or two companions in your story. To just make them a lot stronger at whatever role they do. Or maybe give you different options like the war corrupted this character that's normally light side. Like say Kira. She got corrupted so now (laughs) she loves it when you make dark side decisions. What do you think, Lou?
2: That's actually a good suggestion from Fred, but I was also thinking too if not giving us additional companions because of again sometimes, you know Necessity is the mother of invention to use that old uh, cliche. Right. War is the same thing. Because of the situations every character has gone through, every class, okay, whether it's Sith Warrior, Juggernaut, Maraud, it doesn't matter, you know, Jedi Guardian, uh, you know, Sentinel doesn't matter. Because of the war, everyone's had to adapt. I would love them to see and have them take this to the point where, you know what? We will use Fred's idea, or Ivarwan's idea of the companions have had to adjust too. So now you could tell Kira, "Hey, Kira, I no longer need you to be my DPS character." Okay, Doc, I want you now to be my healer. Have us earn somewhere along in our storyline the ability to swap the roles out amongst our companions, and I think that'll go a long way to satisfying the player base in terms of you know, yeah, there are some of us who aren't pleased with our choices. Fred, <coughs> Cleo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in the same boat, too. My agent, I hate playing with Cleo. Okay, so the moment I got back and in Scorpio, I never looked at Cleo again. But, you know, if this does come out, allow us, because of this, because of the conflict, because people have had to adapt, give the players more freedom to say, hey, you've had to become the healer now. Kira will now heal. So now Varwin can go out there with Kira as a healer companion. Okay, maybe T7 could be a better tanking companion. You know, give him the huge blaster rifle, and now he's got tons of hit points so the little guy can go out there and take something the size of a Rancor. (laughs) Well, what about
1: about this idea? Not necessarily just, you know, tossing a whole bunch of new companions at you, but what about offering one or two new companions, because they do have HK coming out. Yes. Having, with the expansion, one or two new ones as well. And then at the same time, allow you to befriend other companions only available to other classes and then have them as your companion. Like as a Jedi Knight, I don't get Bodar.
0: Well, I've said before, I think that that should be part of the legacy unlock. I think when you max your affection with any given companion, you should be able to use that companion on any character.
1: Okay. Yeah. And like, that would be, that would be a great way to to do this. Or okay. the, the way that I was thinking was, you know, find them somewhere on, on a planet, you know, wh- whatever planet they happen to be at, and then just, you know, do a couple of missions for them to, to unlock them and then work on your affection with them as well. That would be a way that, you know, I had I kind of cooked. Although I like your idea a lot better. <laughs> that, was, that was one way I was thinking of doing it.
0: Or well, just I'll... allowing,
1: just buying them off of the... Uh, the, the, the store that they're coming out with The, the monetized uh, in-game
0: store I do think at some point We're going to see new companions come out That are available to everybody Like HK is But they're going to actually be humanoid companions That are going to have their own story And everything but it's going to be the same for everyone Because that seems to be the direction That they're going where they're going to make The class story post-50 Merge into one storyline And I do think at some point We're going to get new companions in there that are just going to be with everybody once you get that point in your story.
1: All right, guys. But, um, let's let's wrap this up. Do we have any closing arguments regarding this? Luke? Uh, oh
2: Well, I would say, again, I'd just like to reiterate my point.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: started off with the war, reemerging. All right, let's make sure that when you do an expansion, that it's going to cover the war. Whether or not, if you gave me a smaller content updates i would still like to see the focus be on the story hey right. the war's up again let's make sure we don't lose track of that that's the overall scheme the war yeah the conflict between the republic and the empire so lose sight of that
1: all right i guess uh i guess what we can do is we can always send a tweet out to to hall hood and let him know <laughs> hey while you're <laughs> while you're crafting this this unbelievable story don't forget <laughs> all right fred what about you any closing arguments anything you want to leave off leave us off with
0: well, I would just like to see them expand what kind of weapons your companions can use. Like, oh, for instance, yeah. Kira should be able to use any kind of lightsaber. Yeah. She should be able to dual-wield one-handed lightsabers, even. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Ashara on the Inquisitor and what's the other one, Lou? The Consular one. Search the N, I think, Nate, whatever. She should be able to use the the double-bladed lightsaber as well. Okay.
1: All right. Great. Very good, guys. Um, we're gonna head over to the the uh, the lore section. All right, the Jedi Archives by by Lou, and we will be covering the SIS. And if you don't know what the SIS is, you're about to find out.
0: I think it would be wise if you took advantage of my knowledge. Reasons.
1: And welcome back, everyone. So, Lou, you have the SIS to present to us today.
2: Yes, I do. For today's Lord topic, we're going to cover the SIS, or as they're officially known, the Republic Strategic Information Service. Bet you can't say that five times fast.
1: Republic Strategic Information Service. <laughs> Republic <laughs> Strategic <laughs> Information <laughs> No, I can't.
2: <laughs> yes, the SIS, Espionage for Security and for Survival. Or in the words of the SIS director, the galaxy has changed and someone with flexibility has to protect the Republic. Now, who's referring to the Galactic Senate in the Jedi Order in this quote? <clears throat> ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the Republic Strategic Information Service, they're most commonly known, simply known as the SIS or Republic Intelligence. And they were the Galactic Republic's domestic and foreign intelligence agency. During the Great Galactic War. And in the following years after, during the heightened time of political tension between the Republic and the Empire at this time. all right, They call it the, the Cold War, which is the time frame right before the events of Star Wars The Republic take place. All right, To give people some more of a background, remember, when you see the trailers, CGI trailers for the game, all right, the very first one, where you see the Sith attack the temple, that sets up the pace where, alright, that sets up the Great Galactic War. Okay, same thing with Hope. Alright. And then same thing with the last trailer. Okay. Now, the agency existed prior to the Great Wars initiation in 3681 BBY, before the Battle of the Avon, but they were a monitoring and decryption service of the Senate Library. Hmm kind of innocuous beginning huh (laughs) they were part of the senate and the library division
1: the librarians (laughs) security.
2: exactly (laughs) the rapid expansion of the conflict though prompted the senate to actually shift the group over from that particular purview from a small encryption agency to a full-fledged information and espionage bureau all right so it's like taking the the people who work at the Library of Congress and then turning trying to turn them into the FBI or the CIA. <laughs> Just to give it some measure, is what they're trying to do. Alright? And its duties included the management of networks, counterintelligence, foreign intelligence, military intelligence, and assisting local law enforcement agencies throughout the Republic. Now they were headquartered in what's called the Heron Complex in Coruscant, and they were led by a director who was unnamed. <laughs> Under the Director, the hierarchy was the Director of the Core World Operations, as, well as Bureau Chiefs, followed by Special Agents, and then Agents. Now, as Republic Intelligence, when they were operating under that name, the SAS, they were very active during the Mandalorian Wars. Okay, To give you some insight, if you go back to the timeline, Holland timeline, on the main website, you'll see the reference there from Jedi Master Nostaral about the Mandalorian Wars. Okay, so that gives you a time frame as when SIS is operating under that guerre so to speak.
1: Lou, uh, speaking of, of uh, Jedi Master Nos Dural, did you, you did you get the the collector's edition of Swotor? Yes, I did. Did you read the book that came his? Uh, <laughs> yes, I have. Y- you read it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was that was awesome stuff. It's great yes. stuff. It is. Yeah. If I do get it, I hardly just get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: However, after the Mandalorian Wars, it was then disbanded, (laughs) but they kept the operating name of public intelligence. However, years before the Great Galactic War, just to give you some background to the SIS, public scientists discovered ancient Rakatan prison complex on the planet known as Belsavis. And during several secret sessions, the SIS decided to convert the complex into a new detention facility. Which was to be used to house dangerous prisoners whose execution was not possible or simply impractical. So we see here the SAS is trying to help the republic in its own way and conducting clandestine operations within its own government. Which is kind of shady, don't you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Just a bit.
2: Yes. And as I mentioned before, the SAS was... A small or you know they were a monitoring agency before so they were relatively small and because it was so small and because it was so new so to speak the SIS lacked the large network or the bureaucracy that its SIF counterpart Imperial Intelligence possessed now for them this is both an advantage and a disadvantage for example the SIS had little oversight in, you know, within their system to worry about and yet it still remained within its legal and ethical boundaries. That's known of. <laughs> okay? Because remember, they are an intelligence agency, so who they knows are. what's going on?
1: <laughs> True.
2: Now, following its emergence as an intelligence bureau, conspiracy theorists in the Republic claimed that the SAS was the Republic's 30th or 40th, 50th attempt at an espionage agency. A theory which wasn't really far from the truth. Even to the current day of the EU, all right, the republic, the new republic has always had an issue with ever coming up with and developing and maintaining an intelligence agency that, quite frankly, could be a complete mirror of imperial intelligence, all right? If anyone's ever read the EU novels, all right, you'll see the characters, the main character, you know, like Luke, Leia, and all the main characters since then, leading characters meet in the EU novels. Will always give kudos and tip their hats off to the fact that Imperial Intelligence, up to that day, you know they were, they were it, because they were so good at what they were doing that you know the Republic could never ever match that, no matter how hard they tried. Now even. With the successes that the agency had and sufficiency in carrying all its missions that it was given by the Republic, it would still possess or hold or gain knowledge of the inner workings of imperial intelligence. Hmm. And as I mentioned before, this is a problem that would haunt and overshadow the SIS for years to come. Now, like with all things, eventually the SIS would be disbanded, and in its place was the Senate Bureau of Intelligence. Which then became the primary primary espionage agency, the Galactic Senate, up until the time that we see the movies. All right, especially the prequels. And just a little side note: if you're playing for the Republic faction in SWTOR, play some other class types. Eventually, you will get the opportunity to work with agents from SIS to often curb the machinations of the Imperial, of Imperial Intelligence, and the Sith operating within, you know, the Outer Rim territories, or even within the Core Worlds mm-hmm. and the Mid Rim.
1: That's uh, very true. I, I myself have worked alongside SIS agents a couple of times during during my story.
2: Yes, you have. And that's the SIS in a nutshell.
1: Great. Hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. Yet again, a great a great addition to our Jedi archives by Lou. Uh, we just want to mention real quick before we start getting into the uh, screenshot contest winners. Our uh, our episode today is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. You heard it in the beginning of the show. We would just like to reiterate if you go to tweakedaudio.com and purchase one of their amazing earbuds you can use the uh, code off the record and receive 30% off and free worldwide shipping. Free worldwide shipping. And you'll be able to choose from six different colors and four different styles, one of which is a uh, is a pair that comes with a little microphone right there on your on the cord, this way you can uh, plug it into a uh, smartphone and talk as you're listening to all of our wonderful shows here at the Quest Gaming Network. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, get a phone call or place a phone call. So there you go. TweakedAudio.com. Four styles, six colors, 100% awesome. Durable. Engineered for awesome sound clarity. 1995 is where they're going to start your price at, but you uh, use the code off the record. Drops you down 30%. Brings everything down to about twelve ninety five up to around $27 for, for some of their uh, more expensive ones. Uh, that code, by the way, also works for other stuff that they have on their website. So you will get a, a cumulative 30% off. So the more you buy, the more you save over at Tweaked Audio, TweakedAudio.com. All right, so that brings us to our contest. Now, as you know, last week we asked you to send us your most epic in-game moment. It could have been anything from an epic battle to a beautiful piece of landscape artwork, or even a funny picture that became epic at the moment. Now submissions are in, and we received many more than we actually thought. So we're not actually going to be doing the email section today, um, as as a result of that. So to to honor those who did actually send more pictures, all right, we're going to uh, we're going to make one honorable mention, and then we're also going to announce. Announce the winner. Uh, As you, as you all know, the the prize was a sixty day game time time card for Star Wars: The Old Republic. I got it right here in my hand. I hope you can hear that. It probably just sounds like a whole bunch of air hit my microphone, but there it is. I have I have scratched off the uh, the rear of the card. I'm opening it up now and uh, removing the card as you can probably hear.
0: And entered the code into your own
1: account to make sure it worked. That's that's exactly what happened. And uh, for some odd reason now, I've got 60, 60 free days. I don't know what that's all about. Um, we, I took a picture of, of the card, the rear of the card, which is the most important part. And uh, I sent the code over uh, via email. So the, the winner of the Game Time Time card is coming up. But first, Chaz D., you shot us over a, uh, a Sith Inquisitor holding a red double-bladed lightsaber high atop a snowy mountain with the breathtaking backdrop of the night sky on Ilum, which amazed us all. It was an absolutely beautiful photo. Chaz, your screenshot will be featured on our post for this episode, which can be found on our website, swotoryforge.com. You are our honorable mention for today. So thank you very much for your, for your submission. And and really thank you everyone who who submitted. It was a very difficult co- contest to judge. <laughs> um, Fred, why don't you why don't you announce the actual winner of our game time time card screenshot epic
0: screenshot contest? Oh, well, I'd be happy to, Evaone. And the winner is Michael S. Oh, <laughs> we're Michael,
1: Michael. Michael S.
0: Michael S. Michael S. <laughs> <laughs> with his submission entitled Look Out Behind You! And that picture really made us laugh. Very go- How do you pronounce the name, Luke? Garge? Garge. Garge. Yeah, Garge, the second boss of Eternity Vault. And he's in the process of dying in the background. And it's funny because the corpse didn't even hit the ground yet and somebody else in the picture is looting it.
2: Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> ninjas in space
0: <laughs> and he actually looks like he's reaching out to grab the character so it was an awesome picture and definitely worthy of the win oh yeah
1: yeah well, the way the way and you'll you'll see this on our on our website too what's going to happen is the actual post on our website for the episode will have the winner of of the contest and then inside the post we'll either have a link to it or you'll actually see it in there I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to, to do that um, but you'll actually see the honorable mention in there as well. Um, and, and the way the, the winner here, Michael S uh, <laughs> what, what's going on is he's, he's kind of just standing there after they downed Garge and it looks like Garge is crawling out of the lava and he's got his hand reaching out and it looks like it's about to grab the, you know, the, the, the character inside the, inside the, uh, the screenshot, so it's, it's, it's really funny. And then off to the side on his, uh, is the, the another character. Look, he's, he's looting him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> looks like he's kneeling down. It looks like the proverbial, oh crap moment. He's just resigned to dying. He's just like, all right, I'm just going to stay here.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got, we got, got, um, we got a lot of, a lot of awesome pictures. Just thank you so much, everyone who, who did, uh, who did submit. Next week, we're doing another contest. And that is the epic, video screenshot well not screenshot but it's the epic video contest it's the same exact thing only this time we want to see videos however we got a couple of rules here all right number one this is really the the, it's it's got to be clean okay we don't want to hear any any cursing any any nonsense in the background really what we want to see is just a video and one submission please because we had a couple of people send in a few a few submissions for the screenshot we want to see a video no more than a minute long. Two minutes at the exact most, at, at the absolute most. Okay? We really want it to be a minute, no more than two minutes, though, of anything that you deem is epic. All right? Now, for you PvPers out there, I think this is going to be something that you guys are going to go crazy over. So, so uh, send us over. Send us over your, your epic videos. Keep them clean. Keep the, if there's speech inside... That's okay. But uh keep the speech clean. All right? And uh no more than no more than a minute and we'll accept up to 2
0: minutes. Wow, that's a novel concept. PVP with clean speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they have to be steamrolling the other team for that to be the case. <laughs> and and again,
1: we we will offer a sixty-day game time time card as well for this this screen. Uh, this why do I keep seeing screenshot? I, God, I think the
2: Athletic title of this episode. Sh-
0: yeah. <laughs> Because you're the Gree representative. That's what you do. Oh, God almighty. And then we translate it. He means video when he says screenshot contest. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> the white Vortex is happening
1: again. Epic video contest. Epic video contest. There you go. 60-day game time time card. We will announce it on next week's show. Okay. Someone, please do the iTunes shout-outs, because I can't talk anymore
0: for the rest of this episode, because I'm a dope. (laughs) From America, we have Awesome, 25. Disappointed, greatly. LUT, 89. BZT, 96. Great. Thank you
1: very much, guys, for for your five-star reviews. And Lou, would you do the QGN news for us, please?
2: Sure. QG News for other shows. Part of our great family. Minecraft, off the record, records Sunday nights at 7pm. Planet side, off the record, records Thursday afternoons at 3pm. And it's bi-weekly until the game launches.
0: Actually, they just announced they're going weekly starting this week.
1: Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. We uh, That was actually, uh, that just happened. So we gotta
0: correct that. Yeah, Joe announced that live on Minecraft off the record last night. Very nice. Very nice.
2: And Elder Scrolls off the record records Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Diablo off the record records Friday nights at 6 p.m.
1: QJN Community Cast released its next episode, correct, uh, Fred?
0: It released episode four this last week.
1: That's great. I haven't had a chance to, to listen to it yet. Uh, I mean, how, what can you say about it?
0: Well, we had Lou on there as our guest this week, and we also had ZZ Corrode from our Minecraft fandom. He's pretty famous in our chat room over there. And Lou knocked it out of the park this last week. Ah, uh, Very good. Very nice. I'm looking nice forward tonight. to listening to it, actually. Of course, though, this was the second time that Lou got to answer all those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The rehearsal went well, but the show went better. Well that's that's good. That's good
1: that the, the show went better. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um so what else what else do we have for this? Uh we're looking for more hosts, don't we? Aren't we, Fred? I yes, promise bro. you I'm not drunk. I, I, <laughs> I think I'm just stressed out.
0: <laughs> never again, never again. My chassis was permanently discolored. <laughs> Purple parallel. Take the solution to the green crossing. Yes. (laughs) You guys just gonna leave me hanging like that? I I don't even know what happened. The green robots on Coruscant. You know? Okay. Oh (laughs) it's it's lost.
2: Well, we are I looking have, for more
1: uh, guest hosts. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I couldn't speak the entire episode, and now you've ripped any kind of sensible vocabulary out of my throat with this. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Yes, yes, we are looking for more guest hosts for the Community Cast. Always. Send your emails to qgncommunity at gmail.com if you're interested in being on the Community Cast. It records biweekly. And feel free to tell us which QGN host you would like to be have on the show with you. Include more than one if you'd like, because we will try to get at least one of them there. <laughs> and if you're a minor, let us know if you can provide parental consent, because that is required to be on there. And Indeed. also...
1: <laughs> All times are Eastern. Eastern Standard Time.
0: All right, well, guys. We, sh- we should also mention that our mm-hmm. Swotor Reforged Holonet records on Wednesdays. Yes, it does. It is not. Uh, it's
1: not a live show, though. It's it's just recorded, and then uh, and then added. We can't do a live show for that, um, which is kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, I don't think anyone really cares because it would be boring to do a live show for just news. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, all right, guys. Do we have any final thoughts?
2: The war. War is everything. Next expansion. I, as I said before, the Dark Council. Let's. Let's get these stories geared toward what's
0: happening during the war. And Fred? Well, reflecting back on Ivarwin speaking earlier about Ilum, I normally don't consider Ilum for many purposes, but when he spoke about how expansive it is and how it's just a big open area, that really leads me to believe I need to get out there and see where I can hide Khalil's body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Paris would be a much better place to hide Khalil's body because there ain't no one walking around those
0: swamps. <laughs> just just shove her into one of those storm pipes that you got to throw grenades down? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. toss her in the bog. <laughs> Don't worry. No rackles getting out of there. I plugged Khalil's corpse in there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Never come out of that
2: hole ever again. Trust
0: me. <laughs> All right, guys. How to
1: reach us. Our website is swotorreforged.com, S-W-T-O-R. R-E-F-O-R-G-E-D, swotorreforged.com. You can check us out at our portal site as well in all of our various shows on the Quest Gaming Network at questgamingnetwork.com. We have forums, and you can find them at questgamingcommunity.com. Our email, which you will need for our epic video contest, <laughs> will be at swotorreforged at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter, Swo- at SWOTOR Reforged. I am Evarwin. You can reach me at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N. Lou is at GamerGuy eleven B, G A M E R G U Y one one B, and Fred is at Sith Lord Corv. K O R V. Now now Fred, isn't there a hashtag sensation here that you want to throw in my face again? No now? Great. Thank you.
0: All right. No, just, just remember, people, whenever you send any tweet on Twitter, use the hashtag EvarWinnie. <laughs> any tweet now?
2: <laughs> We're expanding it now. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, yeah.
1: That's how the Empire conquers. Uh, Facebook. We have a presence on Facebook. You can click the Facebook button on our website, twilitwillyforce.com, to like us and automatically follow
0: our updates. Fred. Uh go on our forums and harass Lou until he starts posting more. Good, Good night and Lou.
2: Good night everyone. See you all again next week.
0: Solitory Force is a
1: quest gaming network production in association with Middle Earth Network. Take care everyone, be safe, and may the force be with you.
0: Remember, the force will be with you. Always.
1: And Star Wars Reforged going in three, two,
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of nowhere starts nose snorting. <laughs> yeah, that's how Star Wars starts. That's how it is. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs>